On Steve Kornacki's MSNBC show, Dr. David Shulkin, former Veterans Affairs Secretary under the Trump administration said, and I quote, we're seeing a dramatic opening of the country and unfortunately we're going to have to play a little bit of Russian roulette. Hello, I'm Tom Saunders getting through this in Los Angeles and I've noticed a gradual uptick in the way people use the indiscriminately the term a little bit. And today I've reached a point where I must say no, no, Dr. Shulkin. There's no such thing as a little bit Russian roulette. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm wondering what a little bit Russian roulette would be. Uh, I mean, standard Russian roulette, full size, I guess, involves what? Uh, one, one bullet in a chamber? One uh, chamber miss. One bullet in, in a chamber and no bullets in any of the other chambers. So how do you get even less than that, Let, right? Yeah, because really Russian roulette is very little. Yeah. It really is. It's by definition, a little, a little, a little bit. bit. That's, yeah. That's how the rules are. You get one bullet and you have like six chambers, I think. Uh, and by the way, just even discussing this in a in a little bit as we're doing, anyone listening at home, we, we are opposed to the use of guns uh, uh for any reason so uh, even even in analogies uh, uh yes um metaphors uh because it uh, so um it's a slippery slope you know it's a slip thank you that's and we'll talk about that cliche uh another time that's uh, one of my favorites uh but a little bit this is uh, uh um scotty this is something that i have noticed over a, uh, for several years the increased use for some reason, people constantly modify what they say. But uh, Shulkin also, in the same sentence, he said, so we're playing a little bit of a gamble here. To which Steve Kornacki replied, well, let me ask you a little bit more about that. Now, did he say that with a little twinkle, Kornacki? Like, well, I'm no. going to come back with Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. No, no, people don't, are not aware of what they're saying. Now, I like Steve Kornacki. I think he's as smart as, as you need to be in his job and uh but and and steve Sh and, and this shulkin guy that uh, yeah. um dr david shulkin he uh, is no is no different from uh, I, I mean I, I professional sportscaster scotty on nfl and i've heard this and there's one guy who just does it all the time i i um uh back when they had sports uh, I'm, I'm reminding you back to the time when people used to play although you said that against I each other and there were people now, in the stands that go yay yeah all right, now I get what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, but I remember this, this guy talking about, well, you know, when, the, uh, 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 when they've been playing, it, it, when a quarterback uh, gets hit by two, you know, opposing players, uh, you know, tackle at the same time, um, it, can, it can shake them up a little bit. No, it shakes them up a lot. Look. Everything that happens in NFL football happens a lot, right? Uh, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're getting a little bit tired at the, uh, uh, in the fourth quarter after getting beaten 90 to three. No, they're getting very tired. What's wrong with the word very? Yeah, I don't know what a little bit accomplished other than, as you say, it, 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 diminishes, it diminishes, it lessens the point. Maybe people want to feel because they're timid. They don't want to actually say it. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. totally apropos of nothing, but the great, song by Donnie Marie Osmond, I'm a little bit country. And, yeah. Uh, 
maybe that might work in some way. That might have started the whole thing is what I think. Because that goes back to the 1970s. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Why did it it have to be a little bit? And why do we care if you're just a little bit? And that only covers like 30%. Yeah, Total. at most. At so that's seventy percent. Uh, some people would say thirty percent is a lot. Some people would say yeah. maybe three to five percent is a little bit. So if you're three to five percent country, if she had put it that way, if Don, <laughs> if Marie had said, "I'm three to five percent country and I'm three to five percent rock and roll," you know, it, it, I, yeah, people would go, think, "Well, that's a lot. How much is the rest? What, what are the rest of you?" Well, they would yeah. at least they would know. They would have a sense of uh, 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 that this is not a really important song. Because they're not really that, uh, it's not really a big part of their personality, what they're talking about. This rock and roll is just a little bit of their personality. Why should we listen to the rest of the song? Yeah, but otherwise, instead they said little bit and it was a a major hit for both of these (laughs) authors. But actually, also what could happen is, you know, as other people, many people, the... Our friend Joe Bolster did a bit about it. Yes, uh, me and Joe uh, Bolster uh, about how, you know, uh, for a long time he thought lyrics in a song was something different uh and you know growing up there is a bathroom on the right yeah Uh, yes i I see a bad moon coming there is a bathroom on the right i think yes exactly and that's a great testament to joe he'd appreciate that but uh i guess my point would be also so that would happen if if donnie and marie did say i'm three to five percent country what would happen is a lot of people say oh you know what for all these years, I thought it was 35% country. I thought that's yes. what they were saying. <laughs> and you'd be marveling going, but no, it was clearly three to five. I don't know, but that's how it I heard three it. Three to five, it was a range of percentage rather than something precise. Yeah, that's why I always uh, thought. Uh, which, yeah. and, and then it turns out, no, he's 35% country. That whole time, kids growing up listening to that song. Uh, Scotty, su- such, a, such a good point. And and such a such a point that is really overlooked in other podcasts. Oh, as is yeah. the the comedian Joe Bolster. Who, well, and know, Joe, you don't hear his name dropped. Yeah, it's very funny often. and should be dropped in all of them, except some about auto racing, maybe. But uh, but no, we try to do that, and we attack cliches. Oh, not attack, is that sort of a, a violent thing? We take on uh, cliches, and we consider we can consider ourselves really. Um, what would be the term? Cliche what? cops, I think. Yeah, that's, well, that cops. actually. Tommy, I think you just snared a deal for lots of money. Cliche cops, I see that. Uh, Again, Well, we're self-appointed, and that's only because there's no no agency that can, um, you know, that where you can register to become a, you know, an official cliche cop. So uh, 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 I looked into it, and but I found out there's a loophole where you can self-appoint yourself. Mm. Is that redundant when I say self-appoint yourself? Is that no, that no, no. redundant? No, because you could no? be appointed by somebody else. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, you, you could be self-appointed by you could be self-appointing someone else. All right. Anyway, without going down that rabbit hole, and and by the way, I think we've done a good job of not going down rabbit holes. This oh is yeah, not we, the first time we've avoided a rabbit. Oh, hole. I, I, that's the norm is is not going down them now. So pretty much. We're not, which is great in these times and, and possibly any time. And some of a little context for our listeners, though, you know, we didn't just settle upon self-appointed cliche detectives for years. Now, Tommy and I have been the self-appointed unelected mayors of Irving Place, a fine, fine boulevard in, uh, in the lower part of Manhattan. And we stroll that when Tommy's in New York. And uh, and a lot of people say now, does that mean you're going to relinquish your position as self-appointed unelected yeah. mayors of Irving Place? No. 
no, <laughs> not at all. At a very firm no, we'll do both. Yeah. yeah. No, we can do both. We can walk, chew gum, and be self-appointed, unelected <laughs> mayors of Irving Place. And while we do that, like we'll, we'll walk down Irving. But this is this is all kind of aspirational at this point and, and a poignant memory as I don't know when I'll be back in New York to enjoy that that status and uh, of uh, strolling down Irving Place, knowing that we have appointed ourselves as the unofficial mayors of that place. That's over. But for now, but we'll be, be so welcome cops no matter where we oh, are. Absolutely. That you could be, you know, in remote locations or on the phone. And but we will return to Irving Place and be welcomed uh, even more with even obviously more open arms. People yeah. usually have two. But uh, many, I many look forward to the day open. where there can be crowds of people cheering our, our, our uh, arrival uh, at, at Irving Place, hopefully carrying the Nobel Prize. I mean, that would be that would make my day. Well, it would be uh, and it would be convenient. It would be uh, it would make Scotty. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that would be it's hard to top that. You know, if you if you, to, to stroll down Irving Place, thousands of people cheering. And because there's a vaccine, everybody can uh, oh. stand close together Oh, and hugging. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess I would just modify that a little bit because we've spoken many times of wanting to be in Oslo for all the cocktail parties and the award ceremonies. So perhaps what we could do is our ward, rather than take it on the plane home from Oslo and stick it into the seat in front of us, the actual trophy will be given to us or the, uh, you know, the Nobel award in on Irving Place. Oh, wow. That's so that's the best of every world. We'll be in that Oslo. would be that would be great. I mean, I don't know if that's a little pie in the sky. And by the way, there's a cliche pie in yeah. the sky. Is that really I mean, is there somebody, how did that start? Did somebody say, you know what? I wish there was a pie up in the sky. That's unreachable. Like, that, like, like yeah, it's unreachable. How is that an aspiration, really? Yeah, how about a pie on my plate or on yeah. the table or, or here? Or, or a yeah. pie maybe on a t high shelf that I can reach. <laughs> yeah, with the help of a, you know, ladder, you know. <laughs> with a ladder. Yeah, because that's possible. Like, that would be a cliche I could get behind. Yeah. But this... Well, now you're being pie in a shelf that... Well, except it doesn't mean the same thing. Pie in the sky, of course, means that you're uh, over aspiration. You're unrealistic. But right? why would you? But it seems almost like well, that's but not why not a possible. pie in the sky? Yeah, yeah, and that's the mystery. Yeah, and that's why being a cliche cop means you you have to be a detective. You cannot just simply, you know, say hey, you know, do what normal police do. It's not that kind of police work. Oh no, no. Uh, and people who come to us with policing problems. You know, like there's a scoff law on their front yawn lawn. We don't deal with that. No. So can I just make that clear before we get too into the weeds here? Oh, yeah. No, no. We're very specific. And we don't also wrestle people to the ground. And there's no, no uh, you know, and it's not just a matter of in these times. We yeah. don't want to make physical contest. Yeah. We're just not wrestlers to the ground. No. Uh, if somebody uses a cliche, we'll make note of it. We'll, you know, perhaps do some contact tracing uh yeah to see how far cliche, the cliche well, how is far spread, yeah. Yeah. yeah no that's but yeah we're a different kind of we're the new breed of detective is what we're saying and yes. uh, no less important than the grizzled uh you know crime uh, listen, those guys you know they're, they're, they're likely to, to wind up with a lawsuit you know uh, as as a bloody nose uh wrestling their the people <laughs> to the ground and with the rubby rubber hose and uh that's not us, Scotty. This no. is a new a new world, um, and and we don't. And anyway, to the point being, uh, 
we are uh, we are going to well I'm trying to say this without saying cliche it's really difficult you know cliches are very important the point is we are going to uh, make the world safe for people who what are we making the world safe for actually I, uh, I, I don't know if we ever figured that out well that's well to be safe from cliches that haven't been investigated safe from and that's yes. where that's where we're going to do it. We yes. say we're going to get you. rid of all of them, but we're going to take a look. You. We have the time, and that's what we're doing. So yes, right. that is it. You put it uh, once again. Uh, but we were we were heading. I mean, we're talking about. I don't know if a little bit can be called a cliche. Uh, 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 I think it can, or it's a it's sort of hamburger helper kind of cliche. It just adds nothing to. It, it detracts from what you're saying, but. I talk about the, the, the NFL announcers. Scotty, um, this brings me to uh, another sport that once existed and, uh, and that is the, and, and was once America's pastime. Yes, well, in the past, uh, although it's coming back. Like, uh, yesterday, Major League Baseball announced a plan uh, for the season to actually start in July. Uh, in actual stadiums, mostly the stadiums belong to teams with no fans, which will be the model the Miami Marlins used last season. Uh, <sighs> that's the cheers of everybody who is not a Marlins fan. Or the ones who for never that, went to Marlins for, games. For I guess dig. the, the 8,000 <laughs> who went, they're going, wait a minute, I was there. And, that, and that's true. <laughs> We're not making fun of them. It's uh, those who weren't there. But right. uh, but I was thinking, and there's some people going, oh, no, we want the old normal. It's not going to be the yeah. same. But, you know, Korean baseball is on ESPN now. I haven't watched that yet. It's on like one in the morning. But I actually, and, and you know, Tommy uh, and By I, the way, in Korean baseball, don't they, ha- don't they have people's print, you know, just sort of. Uh, well, they um, have cardboard cutouts. Of cardboard people. humans in the seats. They do, people. which is a lot of work. Uh, you know, especially if it's on TV, they could just done CGI because no one's there to see how real it is. Scotty, you're uh, so right. Yeah. Uh, 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 so somebody went to all this trouble making these cardboard people, and we appreciate which that. Don't look real. They look. Yeah. It looks creepy, like they're all frozen. Yeah, you could have just put in the people. So and really CGI it. Yeah, and CGI you could do it, it so well. Use now. computer animation. Yeah, you wouldn't know. And, and look, Tommy and I love to go to baseball games, whether it be the Mets or the minor leagues or the Brooklyn Cyclones on the water in Coney Island, or even the. Montclair, or was it the uh, um, the team in New Jersey? Jackals. Yes, the Jersey, Jersey, Jersey Jackals, Jackals at Montclair State University. So nothing like going to a game. Uh, but I, even when I go to games, uh, I like small crowds because the concession lines are shorter, the bathroom lines are shorter, or no lines at all, and there's no loud guy sitting right next to me and you know saying whatever team sucks, you know, screaming. And also mm. when it's not crowded, you can. Let's take that row, or I'll, you know, there's so many seating options, and the yes. subway home is less crowded. And the thing is, watching games on television with no crowds probably won't feel all that different uh, than you know with crowds. And I, for one, uh, I think it's superfluous well, when you're watching at home, uh, especially. I think you know sometimes like I watch co- you know comedy concert films, not Netflix specials, but you know you're sort of watching an audience respond to a comedian and you sort of a little removed. So basically by having no crowds, you're just cutting out the middleman. Hmm. Really. Interesting. Interesting. Crowds has, have actually been holding us back from enjoying sporting uh, events in many ways, forced to sit next to loud people. Uh, 
who yell stuff yeah. loudly and aggressively and, and, and make you feel like, uh, well, the, I don't know. I, 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 I just feel like, who, who, who am I? Where am I? Yeah. How did I get next to this loud yelling guy who's drinking beer and sweating? <laughs> and it could you be, uh, and he could, yeah, there's, and there's all different kinds of people. And also that's another thing when we do start having crowds and if it does have to be more distance, fine. I mean, if you ever go, eh, it's not the same. I like to have a guy, his leg halfway going into my <laughs> seat area. That's what I miss. I miss that contact. So no, no, no I, I love it going. Okay. Hi. You can wave to them. How's yeah. it going boys? Hey, hey, that was some catch. I was, That's right. you know, whatever. And they're far away, but it's fine. And, and like we've talked about before in theaters, you don't have the tall. And we guy can amplify the, the crowd, like yeah. using using hidden microphones. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And, and amplification, you can make the crowd seem more booming. It's a little bit. It's not this. You know. It's a little. You know. You know. I don't know. Uh, uh, let's say, imagine. I, and I try to imagine this, Scotty. A, a stadium where maybe one in every three seat is occupied. And that's really even close, by the way. Yeah, those, those seats, seats are very tend narrow. To be small. Yeah. And. And so maybe more like one in every five seats. And what that would sound like, and it would sound like a Mar- Marlins game. Or, and this is, this is how far I go, uh, I go back, Cubs used to, you know, at the, toward oh. the end of the season, the, the Wrigley Field. Yeah, and a cool not... September day in Chicago, yeah. 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 No, I've been to many uh, of those, and I, I don't know, I don't, sometimes it's even more exciting because people put more into it. And you can have big crowds in a kind of this, corporate crowd as they say and they're not really uh, into the game and they're on their cell phones and um you know. well yeah and they're they're all up in there in those ridiculous boxes with glass right you can't hear them anyway no that's, you can't hear the crowd when you're up there so maybe but that's can you imagine a whole stadium of just those glass uh booths what are they called uh, uh sweet well uh sweet luxury boxes i guess luxury yeah but well, i mean chilling vision a, a, a chilling saunders vision, a, apocalyptic vision of the dystopian <laughs> future i still don't know what dystopian means but i just no but but that that that's what we're looking at and that's the future of I mean, because those um, they're very safe, you know, they have walls between other people. So, uh, um, you know, you, you're, you're safe from any kind of virus, uh, but you don't, you know, you would have to put microphones in there to hear the cheering. And, you know, here's another thing. What about what, what's that? What would that sort of thing, you know, the, the, the safe distance, the fewer people in the stands or just fake people all together or, <laughs> or just luxury boxes only? What does that do uh, to a team like the Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks? Well, I know we're talking mm. baseball, but the football uh, is prides itself on having a 12th man. Yeah, right? that loud crowd. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, which is, I mean, teachers, Seattle teachers tell kids teach them you are you should be very proud to be a seattle citizen for you are part of the 12th man I, i've heard that that's true in seattle yeah it's yeah deeply well, part of their culture imagine scotty that the 12th man is now d- diminished how, how, how can i put it in a way that isn't well uh cool, but so. then again it's still there the 12th man but he's just not near the 11th man <laughs> I guess well, the, it's, there, there's just well, it's just. Can you imagine maybe there only would be twelve? Sounds, well, now they're referring to who's how many people in the crowd would be twelve, but instead of eleven football players, <laughs> plus one, right. but, the twelve man. Will, I got you. Yeah, brilliant. 
uh, brilliant joke. I, 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 I may have stepped on it. So let's try to recreate it. Well, I was going to do um, a 12 Angry Men joke, but then I thought that didn't really apply. But uh, yeah, well, that, I just that. thought it was a good script. And, you know, but uh, yeah, I love the 12 Angry Men thing. I think I, I don't, it doesn't even need to be per, turned into a perfect joke. Just, you know, that's out there. There's a 12 Angry Men. Uh, that's what's going to happen. Not the 12th man just turned into 12 Angry Men sitting in the stand. Well, it sounds like it's, you know, a lot of something like that. Well, didn't they used We're, to call certain football like uh, Notre Dame, like the 11 blocks of granite or the, the, they used to have some nicknames for some of these teams. So yeah. 12 Angry Men actually would be a good, well, uh, yeah, except, except that, that it's a lot, player it's and you get penalized every play. Yeah, exactly. But, that, that, you know, uh, but, but but the, the idea that because the with the 49ers, because I think we've actually stumbled on something very. I don't want to say in this serious times, there's so many serious issues, but this one is a is a real head scratcher. Um, how uh, how do they how do you have it that that the whole idea with the with the um, Seattle Seahawks is that. Uh, and maybe I think the stadium was designed also acoustically so that the roar of the crowd would actually may, be hard on the def, the defense, right? Or or actually the offense. Sometimes they couldn't hear the right, uh, hear their uh, own the play call. Team, the yeah. opposing team, yeah, right. They can't hear the quarterback, you know, and 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 stuff like that. So that so that the crowd actually becomes a player, an extra player in the game. Uh, 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 giving the advantage to the Seattle Seahawks for those of you who, who are not football officials. Now, Tommy, I'm thinking now, the coincidence, who's to say Seattle and Washington State in general had one of the finest responses to the virus. In fact, Seattle, uh, much better than New York City. They had, it was all scientists were involved and, and, and they had incredibly effective uh, response. And maybe not only to save lives, of course, but also, hey, let's let's get that full crowd over at the uh, Seattle stadium. Well, maybe that's it, Scotty. Yeah. Holy. God. Well, there, th now you've really, you really touched me in a way. And I'm going <laughs> to try not to, you know, <laughs> I'll try not to have the waterworks <laughs> going, you know, but, but, but you really may have, have uh, reached down deep into the, the Seattle culture. The reason that they responded so well is because they were looking over the horizon saying, look, if we don't do, if we don't um, flatten this curve immediately, we are going, it's going to adversely affect the 12th man because we won't have enough, as many people in this, in the, you, you, I mean, you, you get the, yeah, rest. I would I mean, love I'm, to, I just wanted to reiterate it. Oh yeah. Some of our, our listeners, uh, just so that they can follow this, and especially for the Nobel Committee. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... what we're going to do is, and we talked about on the last show, that we don't have the time or to carve everything into stone. We've said that, and you had to walk that back, and I admire you for, for doing that. But that will, because I think should be for our listeners a thousand years from now or a year from now. So we are going to, I'm taking the liberty of saying, I hope you approve of carving that into stone, and we're going to place that stone in the city of Seattle. Wow. I got a little that's, that, but. That, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. I, I, when I such trips can be, be made. To be there. Yeah. And if I, if I can't be there, I, I hope I can, you know, I certainly will be watching that on TV because I'm sure it'll be covered by all the networks. Yeah. The placing of the stone in Seattle of, of, 
the the uh, the, the entire uh, today's show or uh, well I not that it all isn't worthy but maybe just and again it's self serving but just my comment and your effusive support of one of the things driving Seattle's great response was so that that twelfth man advantage could still be. Had oh, of course so that, after yeah. saving right. But that's gonna be plenty. That's gonna be plenty. Yeah, that'll be plenty. Because you think of a big slab of stone, yeah. and you gotta write all that stuff. And it's gotta be kind of big letters so that everybody can see gather it. around. Yeah, a lot of people. It can't be a giant. Safe stone. distancing, I'm sure, but yeah. you know they'll want to be at the big. You know when that stone comes, because we do. We want. We do. We want people a thousand years to listen to these podcasts, and if they can't listen, at least they can read it on their favorite stone tablets. Right. Well, they, they can read along. Yeah. It, uh, so that because that will surely survive, you know, whatever, uh, whatever dreadful, dreadful uh, apocalypses will happen. There'll probably be about four or five apocalypses in the next thousand years. Nothing to worry about right now. No. We're in one of them. No. But, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Larry Kudlow says what is like as a hundred every hundred year thing. So, uh, yeah, well, that's what they say. Actually, that's not true. No, that's... it's like it, it, uh, people think, well, see, it's it only happens every hundred years. So we can forget about it after. It's, no, 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 no. It ha it just it's just that uh, uh, after a, it's not like after a hundred years, some guy in Wuhan goes, you know, it's been a hundred years since <laughs> the last uh, pandemic. <laughs> I'll go into a wet market and eat a bat. bat. Now seems a good. No, in fact, I was reading uh, Gina Collada of New York Times and she wrote a book about 1918 flu, uh, uh, not the famous John Barry one, but uh, in fact, there's been many actually. And this is something that's a, we could talk about another show, but uh, there've been it just hasn't affected us specifically like, since 1918. What? But there've been many of uh, varying. Oh yeah, degrees. there've been many epidemics. Yeah, but as far as pandemics, yeah, pan, yeah, pandemic, the worldwide pandemic. Uh, that's that's more of a, but but there's nothing that says that it, it could only happen every hundred years. It just that's how it was. Yeah, like San, Hurricane uh, Sandy's a hundred year storm. It's like yeah, but it could happen next year. But uh, it could happen next month. It could, but we're uh, there's nothing stopping it. No, it, it just just our well. In the case of the pandemics, it's just uh, uh, who uh, who uh, goes to the wet market and what they eat without first washing it off. Um, quickly, before we, before, you know, I, I, I cannot leave today's show, and I know we always pack so much in, oh, yeah. we don't have that much time, but uh, I do want to talk about this hearing today. I watched it carefully uh, and made notes. Well, this is the Senate uh, hearing where this Dr. Is the Fauci very first uh, hearing, and Dr. Burks Scotty. also testified? or um, uh, No, she did not. She did not. Uh, she did not. It was Fauci, Redfield, uh, uh, Admiral Brett Schwerwar, and somebody else, one of the other guys. Uh, so none of them were there because they're in quarantine. They're uh, all in quarantine. So we got to see Fauci's home office. Very no. impressive. Lots of books. Uh, always good when you see books just all over the now place. He had a good setup. It was sort of a high camera. Too, yeah. which is a good... uh, I will say, Scotty, just very quick. There was, uh, when Carrie L Kelly Loeffler, who made the trip to Washington, D.C., and so she was in the Senate hearing room, her, the sound quality is bad in these uh, with these remote uh, uh, remote things, uh, right? These remote mm. setups, the Zooms or whatever. So Fauci would cut out a lot. You know, mm. it was not great. None of them was a CDC guy. Uh, uh, Redfield, same thing. But Kelly Loeffler was uh, uh, um, in the Senate hearing room. She, so they had the, the professional mic, sounded bigger, better, and more authoritative. And then a dog started barking yeah. in one of the homes of someone on remote. 
And was it acknowledged so, whose it was? It, 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 no, embarrassed. it's just like the toilet flush for the yeah. Supreme Court hearing. Uh, and, and honestly, I don't, I, I felt bad. I don't want anybody in the world to be embarrassed, Scotty. I feel if one person is embarrassed, it's one person too many. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, this is going to be embarrassing to, for whoever's dog. Now, that being said, Lamar Alexander has put his dog front and center. Ah, and that folksy a, Tennessee kind of thing. Yes, he's obviously, he, he's mo- he, he squeezes himself into the far left of his screen so that his sleeping dog is at center and he yeah. knows that everybody's going, oh, he's got a sleeping dog <laughs> and it's great. And, uh, but the, um, I, I have to say, Senator Jackie Rosen of Nevada acts, acts Fauci, a very interesting question. What is the next generation of PPP or PPE for all of us, you and me, Scotty, mm. and everyone else? What is that going to look like? And Fauci sort of said, yeah, well, masks will be a regular thing, but he didn't answer if we're going to wear gloves or if we're going to be wearing plastic gowns going forward, which I think is what Senator Rosen was wondering. And Scotty, you're a you're a uh, fashion fashionista, I would say. Uh, well, I because uh, I did was a copywriter for Macy's and uh, Abraham Strauss yeah. and stores and and Botany Five Hundred uh, men's suiting. But and there's nothing that would keep you from being a, a professor at Fashion Institute no, of Technology. I could walk over there today. I mean, a very long walk, and there's no it's not open, but I could. Uh, well, I would say, and you know, first of all, as we talk about this. This will end, you know, I would, I, I uh, the more I read and, you know, of course I choose to read things that are made up, but I do know, I do read things and I feel that um, in all likelihood we're going to go, this will be around for a while, but in varying degrees. And I, I think this being you know, the, our current, yeah, the, the, the situation, situation. Uh, <laughs> maybe another year it'll be out there, but you know, a lot of these, uh, it's weird to say this is comforting, but a lot of these diseases, that we thought were gone really were out there, but we're just not aware of it. And it's a very, very low risk. So I would hope that uh, we just keep lowering the risk. And so we could just stick to the mask. But I, I'm telling you, I spend a lot of time online shopping for more masks. I think I enjoy it. And I think, and I, I don't want to always bring it back to women, but uh, and women can say the same about men or men about men and women, women and everything in between and not in between. Uh, you could still tell how attractive someone is when they're wearing mm. a mask and uh, uh, it has- that's interesting. I, I, I have to say, I, I feel less unattractive. <laughs> <in a mask. laughs> well, you don't have to think as much I, like I don't have to shave because it covers the shaving part. So right. I just go out and, and, and uh, you know, but have you found yourself sometimes smiling at somebody, not realizing that they can't see you smile? Uh, uh, I, I tried it. Yeah. To just, yeah. Just yesterday. And I, you know, it was just one of those things where it was a lonely smile, I call it. The hidden mm. smile. Mm. Uh, a poignant uh, note on which to wind down our... Uh... But hopeful too, Tommy. Poignant, hopefully, because I believe, and I'm not just saying this because we're winding down and want to end on a high note. No, you I never say anything just because we're winding no, down. No, we're always I, transparent. stipulate that. Oh, yeah, always transparent and truthful. Uh, I think that when you do smile... People see it in your eyes oh, and they can tell. How, so, what a hopeful note on which to to wind down this. Uh, I, I don't even like the term winding down. Actually. No, no. Uh, the, but I don't like the term abruptly end. 
no, either. No, because we could do that. And the people going, what happened? I was listening to the show. <laughs> like the people were mad about the Sopranos because uh, it ended abruptly. And I, not, yeah. I don't think it did. But I don't want to. Now I feel no. like I can't give it away because I'm just no. going to watch it during the, the you know, the quarantine. But yeah. uh, but Tommy, what, what a whirlwind. What a journey we've taken to yep. baseball with no crowds and to uh, Irving Senate place. hearings and Irving uh, Place. And uh, time travel is possible even under quarantine. Wow. Wow. I, I got the chills even. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. if we'll Yeah. Get and I hope it's not no. COVID-19. I, but I, I no, do feel no. the chills also. <laughs> it's the good uh, kind. That, but they get that kind. sometimes. Like, hi, I just said something that was really profound. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's just, you said something very profound. Oh, it's that kind of chill. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, you don't have to do a telemedicine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Telemedicine. So that's good. That's a hopeful note that some chills yeah, could just be, you just said a great profound line. I think yeah. that's a thing to check and uh, to be hopeful and that we uh, can still travel in our minds, even mm-hmm. though not uh, at the moment uh, in other ways. And we're going to be back tomorrow, as always, every single day. Every- now, that's another thing. Is every single day more than every day? I think so. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. I, I, I thought about saying every day, but I, 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 I don't think people really get when you say every day that we mean every single day. Yeah. You know, some people say oh, every day. Yeah, you kind of gloss over a few few days, miss a few days, <laughs> holidays. Yeah. Got to go to the dentist. Whatever. Yeah. No, every single single day. day. Yeah. Because you say, how when do you come here? Oh, I'm here every day. You go. I bet he misses some days. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. There's but you weekends. Go, but yeah, but you have weekends. Yeah, weekend or yeah, it's a little cloudy. But yeah. if you look someone in the eye and say, how long every time? Every single day. They're not yeah. going to question that. They never. And that's why never. we say it. And that's why we do it. And until tomorrow, uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And I'm always Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.